0: This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation to Visionathon today at vision.org.au
1: Whenever you hit one of life's walls, there is God. You say, what about God? I'm going through hell on earth and I haven't been feeling God lately. Well, stay tuned, because I'm going to show you from the Word of God, because God is always ready to soothe your wounds. He is ready to bind your broken heart. He is ready to renew your hopes and your dreams. He is ready to get you up and running faster than you ever ran before.
0: Welcome to Leading the Way, featuring the solid Bible teaching of pastor and author, Dr. Michael Youssef. I'm sure you've heard about positive thinking. You know, positive thoughts that transform energy into reality. But Dr. Yusuf believes God has equipped Christians to live positively. And believe me, this is not some name it and claim it teaching. It's sound biblical truth from Paul's letter to the Corinthians to carry you through the challenges of life. Today on Leading the Way audio, Dr. Yusuf begins a series called The Secrets of Positive Living. Listen now as he begins this powerful episode.
1: If you listen carefully to the preaching of the power of positive thinking, you will discover that the theory behind the power of positive thinking is a constant self-affirmation, is a constant self-elevation, is a constant self-motivation. It's constantly reminding yourself that you can do it, that you can do it, that you can achieve it, that you can accomplish it. You, you, you. Now, that's well and good. I'm not here to condemn anything and anybody. But here's the problem. The problem with this is that when you hit one of the walls in life and you're not able to elevate yourself and prep yourself up, you're gonna find yourself spending more days down than up. Not only that, but you will subconsciously develop a dependence upon those who are constantly able to prop you up. In other words, you have developed an addiction to that external stimuli that keeps you going, that keeps you high, that keeps you positive. And if you don't get your fix, you are more often down in the dumps. I have great news for you today. Today and the next several messages, I will introduce you to the Apostle Paul's secret for positive, not thinking, but living. I want you to go from positive thinking to positive living. I want to explain to you and I want to reveal to you the secrets of that man of God of how his internal positive living kept him elevated and living above the circumstances. And we will see together 15 of those secrets for positive living. And I want to tell you that these are the very secrets that motivated the Apostle Paul, that constantly encouraged the Apostle Paul. Even when all of hell was breaking loose, he was not only surviving, he was thriving. Listen, you cannot read the Apostle Paul's letter to the Corinthians without wondering how in the world did this guy live a positive life? When he was surrounded by negative people, he was surrounded by negative situations, he was surrounded by negative circumstances, and yet, he was able to live above it all. These are truly the secrets, not for positive thinking, but for positive living. And I pray to God as we follow through in the series of messages, that you will become a changed person, And the very first one of those secrets that the Apostle Paul learned to live positively, not just think positively, live positively, is found in 2 Corinthians chapter one, verses one to 15. It's what I'm calling the inflow-outflow principle. And when you understand this equation, this inflow-outflow, you will grasp the very first step to living a positive life the secret to positive living. As we all live in this fallen world, in this evil world, inevitably, we're going to face problems. We'll face difficulties. We'll face diseases and sicknesses. We'll face loss of any kind. Uh, We face difficult people that we have to deal with, difficult relationships. We'll face sorrow. We will face disappointments. We'll face disillusionment or even at times despair. These are all inevitable in life. If you have not faced them, you will. (laughs) So listen carefully. All of these things are often used by Satan in order to discourage us. They are used by Satan in order that he may stop us from accomplishing great things for God to hamper us and hinder us from making a difference in the world. They are often used by Satan to make us have no impact for Jesus Christ in the world in which we live. You can prop yourself up all you want, but at best it's going to be temporary and a temporary solution, but here's the truth. Whenever you hit one of life's walls, which we all face, and we're all gonna hit at some point in our lives, there is God. You say, What about God? I'm going through hell on earth and I haven't been feeling God lately. Well, stay tuned because I'm gonna show you from the word of God. Because God is ready in the times of difficulties, in the times of distress, in the times of despair. God is always ready to give you more comfort than you can handle. God is always more ready to give you more power than you thought possible. God is ready to soothe your wounds. He is ready to bind your broken heart. He is ready to fill the emptiness and the void that has been created. He is ready to restore your confidence. He is ready to renew your hopes and your dreams. He is ready to get you up and running faster than you ever ran before. Paul's second epistle to the Corinthians has been described as the most intimate of all of Paul's writing, and it is. When you read it, you'll understand. It's the most personal of all of his writings. There he reveals his inner pain. He reveals his inner anger. He reveals his inner temptations. And he actually reveals his inner weaknesses. So in a sense what the apostle Paul does, he opens his life up to all of us to see. Oh, but also he reveals something else. He reveals to us the power of God working in the midst of the difficulties. He tells us how he was beaten for the sake of Christ, how he was criticized and falsely accused for the sake of Christ, how he was viciously maligned for the sake of Christ, how people spread false rumors and accusations about his motives. Have you been there? And you'll understand. If there's ever one man on the face of the earth who would have every excuse in the book and we would never have blamed him to sit back and sulk and sour and be angry and bitter, it would be the Apostle Paul. If there's a human being on the face of the earth. But listen to what he said. Verse three, chapter one. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercy. The God of all comfort who comforts us in all afflictions. Do you ever feel like you want to ask the Apostle Paul some questions? I've talked to enough people, I know they say, when I get to heaven, one person I really want to talk to is Paul, first guy I want to meet is Paul. And I can ask, he's an intriguing person, he really is. And when you read, you feel like you want to ask him some questions and you say, wait a minute Paul, you should be angry. And you should be mad at these people. <laughs> Paul, you should get on the phone or, or send out some mass mailing, defending yourself. Paul, you should take time off to deal with these problems. Paul, your eyes are getting blind and your health is failing. You're physically and emotionally going through the ringer. What are you doing? I think that's who Paul would answer. Listen to me. You, you want to hear what he would say? Okay, that's my words now. Don't blame him for it. But that's what he would say. He would say, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I'm not focusing on these people. I'm not focusing on these things. I am focusing on the one God of all comfort who comforts me in all afflictions. I am focusing on the friend who sticks to you closer than a brother. I am focusing on the one who is with me who can be against me. I am focusing on the one who would not spare his only beloved son. How would he spare anything for my good? And as long as he, the father of all comfort, who comforts me in all afflictions, as long as he's with me, listen, no one can get me down. No problem is going to get me muddled. No financial difficulties can get me into despair. No disease or illness is going to slow me down. No false accusers will impair my effectiveness. No difficult relationships is going to ruin my resolve. No bad hair day will foul my day. (laughs) Why? Because the God of all comfort comforts me in all my afflictions. If you are not experiencing the inflow of the comfort of God, whether directly through the Holy Spirit or through God's people, here are some possibilities. If you're not receiving comfort from the God of all comfort in all your afflictions, chances are you are trying to work your do-it-yourself kit. Do you have one at home? I have one. (laughs) Every time I try it, I fail, you know what the do it yourself kit is? I can do it, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. And I grit my teeth, no, 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 that's the do it yourself (laughs) kit. throw it away, throw it away. If you're not receiving comfort from the God of all comfort, chances are that you are trying to prop yourself up by yourself. Today, you can know the God of all comfort who wants to comfort you in all your afflictions. Not just some comfort, all. Not just some of your afflictions, no, 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 all afflictions. Not just on occasional comfort that you, when you feel warm and fuzzy, no, 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 all comfort. Not just occasional affliction, some things that you really can handle without God's help, but other things you really need God for, no, 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 All afflictions, not just comfort in certain areas of life, no, all areas of life. In fact, the apostle Paul is saying, bring it on, (laughs) make my day. The more affliction, the more comfort I'm going to receive from the hand of God. The more affliction, the more opportunities for me to receive comfort from the God of all comfort. That's the inflow, that's the inflow. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of all mercies, the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our afflictions. That's the inflow. But you know, had Paul stopped at this point, he would've given us partial picture. That's why he wouldn't stop there. Because if you really, 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 really want to experience the God of all comfort, comfort you in all afflictions, there has to be an outflow. There has to be an outflow. This inflow of God's comfort and God's blessings and God's fulfillment of his promises, is for sure. It's there and it's yours for the asking. You can be certain about it. You can never doubt it. But then there has to be an outflow. For the inflow to take hold in your life and to take hold in your circumstances, to take hold in your difficulties, whatever they may be, there has to be an outflow. Now some people think that God's blessings and God's comfort and God's peace and God's all the things that they receive in life They see this as an end to themselves. Oh, God blessed me, God gave me, thank you God, I got it, fine, wonderful, isn't it great that God blessed me? They see that as an end. Some people see God's fulfilling of his promises to them as a means to an end, but that's not how Paul sees it. Listen, to, watch it, watch it there in the scripture. He sees it as an inflow of God's comfort Outflow of comfort to others. Inflow of God's blessings, outgoing blessings to God and others. He sees God's comfort to him as a stewardship. He sees God's comfort to him as a trust that has been entrusted to him. He sees God's comfort and God's blessing is creating in him a conduit, is making him to be a conduit in order that he might pass it into others. You see, that's the full story, that's the full picture. There are two major water bodies in the land of Israel. Those of you who have traveled to Israel have seen it. You've seen the Sea of Galilee. Oh, it's beautiful. It's pristine. It's clean. It's, it's lovely to look at. Why? The water comes from Mount Hermon, through the Sea of Galilee, the River Jordan, and millions of people, both Arabs and Jews, are blessed through the outflow of the Sea of Galilee. Millions of people are blessed because there is an inflow and what? Outflow, God bless you. But there's another water body. It's called the Dead Sea. You know what happens in the Dead Sea? Water goes in, doesn't go anywhere. You see, it gets the inflow but no outflow. That's why, that is why. Those who have discovered this first principle of positive living, the inflow, outflow, and the outflow, keeping up with the inflow, those of you who have discovered that, you are the most positive people on the face of God's earth, regardless of your circumstances. And I know many of you. I know many of you. For when Paul said he receives all comfort in all afflictions, He said, it is given to me so that I may be able to pass it on to others. Look at verse four. Verse four. So that, here's the purpose clause. So that we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves have been comforted by God. I cannot help but think of this illustration. I work out about an hour a day, five days a week, sometimes six days a week. They don't try me. (laughs) I run, I pump iron, I do everything that I know how, and I've been doing this for a while now. I don't eat any junk food. I just, by nature, I don't eat junk food. I eat good, healthy food. I hate to think, what would I look like if I ate junk food and never worked out? (laughs) I would be as big as a house. I would probably huff and puff coming up those stairs. Are you kidding? A few years ago, I did. There was a time in my life when I go up one flight of stairs, couldn't even catch my breath. Why? Why? Because in the physical realm, there was a lot of inflow and very little outflow. And beloved friend, I want to tell you, many of you look fit to me, (laughs) and you look physically great to me, but I want to tell you, you may be physically fit, but there are so many believers in the church of Jesus Christ who are spiritually obese. It breaks my heart to say that. I don't say it just lightly. So much coming in, very little going out. They receive and they receive and they receive some more, and oh God blessed me, right but very little going to God and to his kingdom. And I submit to you that's lack of faith, lack of trust. And beloved, I want to tell you that will cause spiritual obesity. When the inflow and the outflow equation is out of whack, you are in a spiritual danger. When I got serious about exercising and eating right and, A doctor friend of mine said to me, he said, you're probably going to get a heart attack. You're probably going to get sick. Probably you're going to develop sugar diabetes. And boy, that scared me half to death. I said, I get serious about my physical condition. And I'm telling you, as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ and as your pastor, if the outflow of ministry, if the outflow into the kingdom of God from the blessing of God that is given you stops, you're in danger. Of spiritual obesity. You talk about the secret of positive living. I've never met a positive person who is only on the receiving end and not on the giving end. I've never met a positive person whose outflow is not as much as the inflow, if not more. But you can never outgive God. Do you know why? Because the very first secret to positive living, not positive thinking, positive living, The very first secret is when you grasp the inflow-outflow equation. So the question is that you need to ask yourself, every one of us, how am I doing in the outflow department? How am I doing with my outflow? I know the inflow is sure. I know the inflow is certain. I know because God himself obligated himself to bless you. You can try all of the positive affirmation. You can try all the positive techniques. You can try all of the positive propping up. They will not last. But you let that outflow, keep up with the inflow. And you let The outflow of blessings flow to others. You let the outflow of encouragement flow into others. You let the outflow of ministry flow into others. And you will experience a constant positive living. My beloved friend, put God first in ministering to others and see, if not the inflow of God overwhelm you. Begin with few steps of the outflow of ministry to others, of serving somewhere, and watch God work His inflow in such a way as to overwhelm you. You know, you heard it says you can't outgive God. That is really true. It's not a euphemism. It's not just a saying. It's true. Because God wants to see His work flourish, and therefore He is looking for conduits. He's not looking for dead seas.
0: Are you overwhelmed with the inflow of God in your life? This is Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Yusuf. Listen to Dr. Yusuf on the radio, online at ltw.org, with the mobile app,
1: and through your favorite podcast platform. As we bring today's episode of Leading the Way to a close, allow me to invite you also to watch Leading the Way television. Each week, dig into the truth of God's Word and be challenged to love and serve the Savior. Leading the Way, television is available in most areas on TBN, Daystar, God TV, 9, SCA, and more. Visit ltw.org for details. Once again, that's ltw.org. That's our broadcast
0: for today thank you for being with us and do make a point to listen again next time right here on leading the way